Good morning. Hi. We're actually morning this time. Yep. <laughs> and it's slightly calmer than yesterday's episode 70. Yeah. Which, by the way, we were supposed to do, I said at the beginning of that episode, oh, it's going to be quite a short episode. I know. And it was one of our longest ones. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, apologies. Um, right. So, this is episode 71. Yes. What are we talking about today? Um, today, I wanted to talk about uh, Instagram mm. because... Um, Even though it's Wednesday and it's not Marketing Monday. No, well, it doesn't need to be marketing. But um, originally, I was going to talk about trade shows and the moving online virtual trade shows, um, which I kind of planned out for today. But Instagram's kind of sneaked in there because I've had lots of people reaching out about Instagram growth right. um, over the last week or so. Um, which surprised me because I thought lots, my own personal opinion was kind of like, oh, Instagram's kind of had it a bit. Um, and, um, but it, that's not the case. Yeah. And so I've, I've done quite a bit of digging because if you've listened to uh, another episode, we mentioned about um, how we grew very successful, or I grew very successful accounts on Instagram, both our own personal accounts. We had a travel account. We have our Smiley Booth business account, plus all the franchisee accounts. And then I also did some work for a few other people as well. Well, you created a very clear strategy which enabled us, because one of the great things about Instagram is when you, you hit 10,000 yeah. followers, you get the option to swipe up on exactly. stories, which yeah. then you can re basically redirect that traffic onto a website. Yeah. So when the penny dropped for you and you marked out the strategy to grow an Instagram account, you did it on our personal accounts and grew yeah. them up to over like 20,000 in quite a short space of time. And then you did it with the travel group, similar again. And then with the franchisees, you were like, right, we need to get all Smiley Booth franchisees up to 10,000 and above so they can do the swipe ups. Yeah. And it was just, it was so replicable, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I worked out a really good strategy, but I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Instagram. I, I love flicking through it, yeah. but it's a huge time vampire. Mm. Um, I've loved some of the people I've met and engaged with in, on Instagram, especially in the traveling world. Um, yeah. you know, I've, I've found destinations and all sorts all through using Instagram. And obviously we've done some partnerships with people as well. So we got to do some interesting things and stay interesting places and obviously get discounts and things like that through our Instagram platform. Well, we had companies approaching us uh, just through the work that you were doing on the Instagram. Just And it wasn't we weren't touting for it, but no. we companies would randomly approach us and yeah. say, would you like this product? Yeah. And would you, and, and try it out, and if you like it, would you talk about it on your Instagram? Yeah. And, and that was our first kind of, uh, kind of experience of influencer. And then when we were traveling, we had companies around, in fact, the relationship we had with Bali, when we went mm -hmm. to Bali for a month, was specifically off the fact that they'd seen the Instagram account, and said, like, come stay with us, we'll exactly. do a deal. Yeah. And we got a great deal just off the fact that we built an Instagram account. Yeah, exactly. And so all of that was great. But then, as you know, um, in 2019, June... No, before that, was it? Was no, it no, 19? no, yeah. it was June, June 2019. Um, I was all ready to go with releasing this Instagram course um, in addition to the services I was kind of running on a done-for-you basis for people, mm. uh, teaching people my method. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, it was all ready to go. And then Instagram came in with all these algorithm updates and people were losing accounts and engagement just dropped through the floor and it was just a complete mess out there and and um and also different countries like some countries are showing your followers some countries weren't because instagram were experimenting with different things and it was just a complete mess and so i was like oh <laughs> well and instagram when so it's important because if you haven't heard the episode where we discussed that because i 
like both you and I fell out of love with Instagram, but I in particular was exactly. very negative about Instagram yeah. because of their actions in 2019. Because basically Instagram were actually doing exactly the right thing. And that was the reason why any platform wants you on its platform is because they want you to spend time on it and they want it to be a quality experience where you spend more and more time on it and everything's authentic and people are sharing and all this kind of stuff. Exactly. Because that's what brings advertising revenue, right? So if you create an organic account where lots of people are following you and you have a very specific audience, then when somebody wants to market to your demographic or your audience, it's very easy for Instagram to sell that 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 audience, if you like, and that opportunity to a company. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so just to sorry, say, yeah. um, but what but what was happening in 2019 was Instagram realized that there was this huge influx of people using bots. So they were yeah. automating posts and likes and engagement by using this these softwares that you could quite cheaply buy online, and and they were just like okay, hang on a sec, this is completely undermining the service. So they brought in a new algorithm that basically said anything that looked like bot-like activity, yeah. i.e. would someone use Instagram as much as that? Well, maybe not. So let's just identify them as a bot and not just, okay, cause them a warning, but shadow ban, Yeah. which is like, you can't see, am I stumping all over your post? <laughs> okay. Um, where, where basically look everything from you as an Instagram account holder looks like it's all normal, but suddenly your engagement drops down to 0.001% yeah. or whatever it is. And it's because Instagram's decided, okay, you look a bit like you might be a bot at using bot activity, so I'm not going to show you your posts to anybody. Yeah. Or worst case, and we saw this with some legitimately great accounts that were organically grown, no bots, they were very passionate about not using like any kind of cheats, if you mm -hmm. like, on Instagram, and then suddenly their accounts were being removed. Mm -hmm. And once your account's removed, it's almost impossible to get it back mm -hmm. because Instagram and platforms like Instagram and Facebook and all of those are so huge that you are of no consequence. Yeah, like, well, and also there's no contact, is there? No, it's like, all automated. Yeah, because we've struggled with Facebook when we've had problems and you just can't get hold of a human being um, to be able to speak to. And so that's, that's the... The kind of love hate bit with Instagram, that um, its its potential is still huge, and I'll and I'll go into kind of why that is at the moment. Um, but also, it changed, and we moved away from it for a long time because I wanted those changes to settle. Yeah. Um, which they have now, um, and that that algorithm was brought in for absolutely the right reasons. Yeah. You know, everybody kind of at the time was oh Instagram's awful they're doing this they're doing that and they did pull up, pull down legitimate accounts because it the algorithm itself was finding its feet yeah. um anything that as you say looked like it could be spam so for example I had VAs that were helping me to manage the accounts that we were managing for people that weren't on the same country mass that I was. Yeah, so we had 24-hour activity yeah. going on on the account. And also, we were travelling, so yeah. we weren't always in the same place. And Instagram doesn't like that. No. Because, so I pulled everything back because I was like, oh, something might happen. Obviously, I didn't want to lose anybody's account, so I pulled everything back. Well, so just to say as well, the VAs that you were employing were employed full-time. Yeah. And they're... And they were employed just to manage the strategy on Instagram yeah. that you'd outlined with yeah. them. So, and they would spend all day long, like, uh, connecting with people on Instagram and everything else. And so, for something like Instagram, the algorithm was thinking, well, well, surely people have a life. There's yeah, no yeah. way they can spend that much time doing that exactly. kind of stuff. But 
it, it discounted people that were actively employing people to do that type exactly. of activity. And and that's the problem with a lot of these social media channels. So so the way a social channel works, like and the reason why platforms like TikTok have you know huge growth at the moment and huge engagement is because a new a new platform will come onto the scene and they want everybody engaging with it. So they're going to reward you by putting you in front of everyone. They're not going to have many adverts because people don't like adverts. So they're going to do all the things you want them to do, basically. But they need to make money at the end of the day. So when it starts to kind of flip the other way and they've got, you know, uh, millions of users, billions of users in the case of um, Instagram and Facebook, then they're in control. So they will take engagement right down because they're forcing you to use ads. And every everyone's kind of like, oh, that's that's so unfair or whatever. But it's a free platform at the exactly. end of the day. You're not paying to use this. And if you're using it for business reasons, yes, you may be putting a ton of time in, or you might be paying someone like the people we use, um, you know, all our VAs and stuff to to grow it for you or help you grow it. But it's still a free platform, so they've got to make money somehow through well, advertising. Yeah, and that's so. Just in case anybody, just before I say this, anybody thought that I was being really negative on Instagram, I absolutely was. But that that's now been ironed out, mm. and that's why we're now reapproaching Instagram yeah. because it's settled down. But um, what I was about to say, off the back of what you were just saying, is I think that's part of the problem with software that. People have become so used to really high quality yeah. software being free yeah. or at ludicrously low price. Like the fact that you can buy stuff that's probably cost hundreds of thousands, if not millions, to develop and pay either get it for free or pay one pound or one pound ninety nine. Yeah. And when you see an app that's like for nine ninety nine, you literally see people recoil and go, Oh, that sounds really <laughs> expensive. And it's like, Jesus Christ, guys. They paid a lot of money yeah. to get that developed yeah. so that so that adds value. And and that's part of the problem. It's almost like people think apps are a right. It's yes. like Facebook and like that they in some way own it. And yeah. and I get it, there's the whole argument around, well, yeah, but I transact with that app through giving my data. My data has value. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. That's a whole nother debate. But the my point is is that we should expect these platforms to try and monetize yeah. and create strategies that protect that monetization, Absolutely. right? Because otherwise, we've all got to pay a lot more money to use these platforms, a yeah. hell of a lot more and money. The, and the second thing they've done, um, or, or all of them uh, do, Facebook obviously kind of did it first, is that they, and YouTube actually, is that they, they want a kind of mature once once they've grown to a certain point and they're not going to be growing through exponential growth anymore because it's just simply not enough humans left mm. uh, of the right age or whatever um they they then want real quality interactions so for example on youtube you know you cannot get paid as a youtuber until you've got four thousand hours of watched content oh uh, it's crazy yeah. right so we but that's because they want people to be serious Right? Exactly right. They don't so, want someone to pop up for a few months and then go, oh, I've had none of this, and well, off they go again. It's 4,000 hours of content watched by your audience, plus having 1,000 subscribers. So we, we have a YouTube channel, mainly because we want, we want to be accessible to all people, right? So because obviously people take content in different ways, yeah. right? So having a YouTube channel alongside the podcast works because... If you want to watch us instead of listen to us, then happy days. It's yeah. there. But 
the number of views and everything that we get on that before the algorithm picks it up and it can take months and months and months before yeah. YouTube decides now I'm going to start showing you to the rest of the world um, just I can't remember how many hours of content it is per hour or minute or something but right. it's some ludicrous amount of hours are uploaded oh generally 400 hours per minute I believe yeah of content yeah, yeah. so and a lot of that content you're right will be nonsense yeah. or anything else so yeah, 4,000 hours, which I think we worked at, I can't remember how many minutes that ends up being, but it's some <laughs> ludicrous number. And normally on every video you publish, you only ever get a few minutes at best at a time. Watched, yeah. Reviews. Yeah. yeah. So you're right, quality that's, and consistency yeah. is the only way you break that algorithm. And that's exactly what all the algorithms want. They want time on the platform. They want to know that you're putting out decent content. So when you kind of get these very whingy people and don't get me wrong I was one of them because yeah. when it, it all went wrong obviously I'd put a lot of time into creating this course and and there was no kind of answer at the time it was just all over the place but well, it looked like a pretty dangerous place to be publishing yeah. because it took time to put to publish a post yeah. it might and especially like if something is important to you yeah and then to know that that one post could actually kill your whole account yeah yeah but you've got to remember that it's it's not your platform at the end yeah. of the day. You know you don't own it. Yeah, you don't own it. You don't own your audience there. Get them off of there, as we've spoken to on, on other podcast episodes. Get them into your email list. But it is a great way of getting traffic, like we talked about yesterday, um, uh, as one of your key metrics. And it, it's it's like if you think of it like um like a, a brochure, like a catalogue. Exactly. You know, if you're going to send a brochure to someone of, of who you are or what your business is or what you do, things like Facebook, Instagram are exactly that. And um, Yeah, they, or like a magazine almost. Yeah. Like you're, it's like you've been given a page in an enormous magazine. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, exactly. So you've got to understand those principles and then work with it because mm -hmm. it, it is still a huge opportunity. You just need to know the right ways of doing it and accept um, that you are out there with you know th hundreds of thousands and millions of others. So I saw a, like a, a really scathing article um, this morning in uh, Medium, which was one of the reasons I wanted to do this because it was saying oh Instagram's dead and um, it was um, like comparing it to MySpace and it was criticizing how because um, there's been a big um, scandal with you know the phones listening to you and stuff. Same as Facebook, same but with Instagram this right. time. Um, and um, how millennials don't like that and they, they don't like being slapped with ads all the time and they don't like um, uh, non-engagement and basically everyone should be moving over to TikTok. So this, is, this was the article that I was reading. Right. Um, and while it's definitely got some points and it was very well written, um, I don't agree at all no. because um, I think these, these giant platforms, especially anything to do with Zuckerberg, will always adapt and mm. always move. And you've seen that with Instagram, you know, TikTok brings out um, what arrives as it were, and Instagram brings out reels. Yeah. Snapchat started to steal some of their thunder, so they brought um, out stories, yeah. you know, and it, it they will <coughs> always adapt and, um, and they will always be a giant platform. There's a billion people there. Well, and I mean, I've, I've suggested that TikTok and Instagram have a similar feel about them. Yeah. They, the they do, yeah, they do in, in the way content is kind of positioned yeah. a little bit. Not, I mean, there's still stark differences between the two. But the feeling of TikTok versus, that you get versus using something like Instagram is a very different yeah. experience. Like, personally, I find Instagram to be a more mature, balanced platform yeah 
than something like TikTok in terms of its content management. Yes. And I think that's the key as a user, right? Yeah. Because they have lots of algorithms that they've developed over a long, long time that picks up some pretty horrific posts or, mm -hmm. or, or anything else. And you can go into the argument, oh, it's, it's, it's very left-wing or, or whatever it mm -hmm. is. It doesn't matter. What, as a user experience, it's, it's a, a safe, pretty balanced platform in most cases. I mean, there'll always be extremes, but in most cases. My experience for us on using TikTok, and we're, we're testing TikTok at the moment, is that's not the case. Yeah. It's a free-for-all. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they, haven't, they haven't grown in sophistication yet around their algorithms to manage content. They've just said, yeah, you can post anything. Yeah. And, and I don't follow hardly anybody. I think uh, I've made sure that we only follow like three people or anything like that, but it will recommend mm -hmm. posts. And some of those posts that it's recommending on TikTok are deeply disturbing mm -hmm. pieces of content that would never, never make it yeah. on Instagram. So I think if you're in business, if you're trying to create awareness of yeah. your business, to my mind, Instagram is, is a better place. Yes. Because the people that are inter interacting with Instagram are in a different place, yeah. like mentally and emotionally, yeah. than they would be on using something like TikTok. Well, it's all about your audience, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's all about identifying um, where your audience is. And it, it might be that you, you're on all of these platforms, um, which um, I, I semi-advise. Yes, you should be everywhere you can be, but you, your strategy should very much focus in on, on, on one or two that you can manage comfortably and are suitable to your audience. But when you say about businesses, um, I've, I've got um, some stats here that some, um, the business, uh, business to business, so I said this in the Facebook uh, podcast that we did, okay. lots of business to business um, uh, buyers, so yeah. decision makers, sorry, that's the word I'm looking for, go onto these platforms to look for certain things or to verify when they've heard about a person or a company or something, they'll yeah. go onto these platforms to, to check out their products or, or more and get kind of that more in-depth. You won't do that with TikTok. No. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very kind of grow, like mature social media platform. I mean, it, it hit 10 years last year. Really? Is that old? Yeah, in, wow. in 2020. Yeah, well, we found the moment we hit account, we got accounts, again, going back to what you were saying about you don't own the information, you don't own the content or anything else, you're effectively utilizing it to get eyes on your business, yeah. right? And that's what we found. The moment we got over 10,000 followers on our Instagram accounts, there was a night and day experience, relationship change between like us and Instagram yeah. in that it was like, ah, oh, now I can actually measure and create campaigns that drive traffic from all the work I'm doing on Instagram, yeah. from that audience, over to something else. Well, and so. the shopping was just a game changer. Yeah. You know, now that any small business, now that you can directly shop on the platform is just huge because mm -hmm. it is, as I said, it's a catalogue. Yes. It's yeah. right there with the pretty pictures and, oh, I like that, click buy. Yeah. You know, it's so simple for people. Also on your phone, you know, yeah. not even on a, on a desktop. Although I was quite surprised to... Um, to read that actually a lot of people do access it on a de desktop, which surprised me. Yeah, yeah, I find the desktop version quite a clunky. Bit clunky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for anybody with a with a small um, small kind of product based business, or even just services that you can quite easily package, and people yeah. can still just go click and buy. You know, they don't necessarily have to kind of speak to you or or whatever to kind of do that. Brilliant. Well, it's also a fantastic networking tool. Mm. Um, so the it, as you develop an audience. 
there's value in connecting with your peers or connecting with perhaps people you want to build a relationship with and and and, and creating content that supports them by tagging them in a post or by um yeah. or whatever so that because they immediately the moment you tag them or you comment on them in a post they immediately get notified that that's the case and if you're doing that to a, an audience that you've cultivated and grown you're giving them something of value and there's there's the whole concept of reciprocity right mm-hmm. so i if someone does something for yourself there is some need in yourself that you want to return that in some way shape yeah. or form so it's a great relationship builder and it's certainly for smiley booth photo booth hire for our business that once we grew that audience yeah. i i found that that enabled it that absolutely helped us open some doors yeah. with relationships in the events industry and i remember going to trade shows and having people on the stands yeah. like following us on going oh wow look at the audience you've got yeah, yeah. and then me commenting about that particular business in yeah. there and how grateful they were that they were getting yeah, access yeah. to that audience. Yeah. yeah, it's... Well, I still get people now, like, with the travel uh, um, one that we've got. You know, the, the, the um, kind of constant adage that you hear is that, oh, you know, if you're not posting three, mm-hmm. four times a day, then all the followers you've got will leave, etc. And we got over 30,000 followers with our travel account. Um, and I very rarely post on there for two reasons. One, because the algorithm drove me nuts and I stopped in 2019, but two, because of COVID, we stopped traveling. Yeah. So there wasn't really a lot that I could post and it wasn't a focus for us, but we lost a few followers. We, we went under the 30,000, but we didn't lose all of them by any means. And well, I we still, haven't across any of the accounts, well, I still really. get requests. I still get DMs, yeah. um, you know, brands wanting to work with us uh, when travel returns. So it's a longevity platform. And, and one of the things I like about it is that, you know, uh, from a personal point of view, you know, the save function. Mm-hmm. I will often flip through things, see something and go, oh, uh, I might look at that later and just press save. So it's, it's got great functionality built into it from that point of view that you can yeah. return and see things like from before. I've, I've saved things and thought, oh, yeah, no, I'll come back to that and have. Yeah. Um, because I know it's just there in my little saved box. I think, I think the reason, so for us, we're definitely revisiting Instagram. In fact, we've just recently, um, if you're listening and watching this, check out Smiling Entrepreneurs podcast on Instagram and you'll see our brand new Instagram account. So yeah. check that out and, and follow it and see what we do with the growth of that. Yeah. over the coming weeks and months because we're now switched on to the fact that that needs to we need to grow that again yeah. because it's a useful platform and we need to get that over 10,000 so that we can start when we when we do an episode like today we can and so when we publish that on a story and we say oh we've just done a new episode swipe up to check out the episode when you swipe up it'll immediately send you to either the website or to YouTube or wherever well I've also started using the the new kind of um well, not new actually, they're very similar to before, but um, the growth tactics that I, I was mm. using last time, but you know, with tweaks, etc., to accommodate the, the new algorithm now that it's settled down and just where Instagram is now, and it's, it's working again. Mm. So, you know, that's, um, and, and I think that's why I've had people reaching out to me because they can see that I, I've got that consistent numbers and and growth um so well and you you're now doing it without the risk yeah like there's there doesn't feel like you're walking a tightrope no. which was which was what was happening before it was the moment we started seeing legitimate accounts being pulled out because when they first brought that those yeah. rules out in 2019 we were actually great 
Yeah, yeah. That's because that, we were in quite a comfortable position with engagement yeah. and everything. We were just like, happy days, more power to Instagram, keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly we, because you were part, you were very much tapped into a lot of the Instagram strategies and the groups and the social yeah. media experts out there. Yeah. And they were just giving us horror story after horror story. Mm. Um, again, as you say, thankfully that's settled down now. And I think if... Well, and also to educate people that there are still uh, companies out there that offer bots and things. And, it's, yeah. and you know, it's just like, please don't do that. <laughs> no, don't... Yeah, if, if someone's saying they've got this great new bot strategy that you can buy and it'll just do everything for you and, and it's entirely automated, there's no human beings involved in any of yeah, the process. Yeah, they don't say that, that's the problem. Yeah, you've um, got to be very careful. Yeah, a lot of the time they, they just say, you know, growth strategy or something, they don't tell you it's bots. But you can also see why other people did get frustrated or fall out of love with Instagram. Just like podcasting, just like YouTubing, just like any like, like building a Facebook audience and all this kind of stuff. It's because it's a very long-winded, thankless task mm. for for a long time. Mm. And and if you haven't got if you're completely new to YouTube or Instagram or podcasting or anything like that, and you haven't done your research, one of the things that you'll find is you waste an enormous amount of time. Yeah just to get one piece of content out there that is seen by like five people or 10 people mm. or nobody. Yeah. And you, you're, you're entirely relying on your enthusiasm and motivation to keep going. And well, that be, can only last so long. Yeah, right? you have to be prepared to work on what works for you. Um, you know, we put a lot of time into this podcast because we feel that that's value for our, our listeners and our viewers. Um, but it's something that we can do quite easily because we're talking about certain aspects. But well, you and try it, and taking it, pictures of everything that we're kind of doing now. How oh, would you Jesus, put that into pictures? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, so well, the other thing is that, yeah, it also has to be, it has to fit within your, your lifestyle. Yes. Right? So it has to, like, this conversation that you and I are having now yeah. is a conversation that we probably would have yeah, exactly. today anyway. Exactly. It's just, uh, I mean, obviously slightly different, but it's... But we just want to share it every yeah, day. And yeah. So that's why the podcast works for us yeah. in that respect. But that's and not a very visual thing for Instagram. No. Well, and that's why you created the travel account yeah. when we were travelling. Exactly. You were like, well, we're going to be taking hundreds of bloody photos while exactly. we're travelling around the planet. So, and that, uh, by the way, if you want to check that out, that's Adventure in the Somewhere. So at Adventure in the Somewhere on yeah. Instagram, um, if you want to see what that's about. Yeah. So it, it's definitely um, still worth investing in Instagram. Um, and so... Just to kind of finish off our, our story, so as I say, in, in 2019, I largely dropped it for several months um, because it just wasn't a good place to be. Um, and then obviously 2020 happened, um, but 2020, it grew. Um, and it grew by something like 8% in quarter three um, in the US and 17% overall in, in Europe in 2020. Mm. So it, it kind of, it was beginning to decline because everyone was annoyed with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's kind of really kind of settled down and grown again. Um, and obviously with everybody sat at home online, just like we were saying about Facebook, it is the time to kind of be on there. Yeah. Um, and the, the beauty of Instagram is stories, stories, reels, lives, 
that's where the kind of true engagement is in the mm. content. Um, and that's where we can kind of, I mean, we can do stories by talking, um, you know, we can do lives. And well, how many times have we talked about video in your business exactly. or in life, right? You have to embrace video because exactly. it just gives you so much content yeah. across so many different platforms, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, and I think that's where the magic is in um, Instagram. And that's certainly what I'm going to be helping my future clients with is to um, get them up past the 10,000 yeah. So that you can, in your stories, utilize the swipe up link so that you can obviously get people going directly to your products and getting the the shopping channel. Because you can't get that until you've got a certain amount of followers as well. Yeah, well, I also think that if you are, if you are trying to build an Instagram account or you're uh, thinking about it as part of your strategy, you have to find ways in which it becomes part of your daily life. Yeah. Like, and not as in it takes over your life. No. Like, because we've met several people that were trying to grow, some of your clients um, uh, previously who were spending so much of their day just like, I'm going to build this content and then I'm going to go away and I'm going to like this person, I'm going to engage with that person. Yeah. And they're spending hours and hours a day for nothing. Yeah. And whereas if they were just kind of approaching it as a story each day, right? This is my day today, right? What story can I tell today? And just documenting it as they go along. If the actual interaction with Instagram would probably only count for a couple of minutes a day, a yeah. handful of minutes a day. Yeah. And when that's floating on top of proper strategy, yeah. like a proper growth strategy like you used to embed with them, or you do with some of your clients yeah. at the moment, it makes a world of difference. Well, the the growth, relationship's completely different. Yeah, I mean, the growth is the hard hard part of it. Um, and that's why that was something that we offered because it enables you to go and be creative and have creative control over your account. Because that's another thing with bots and a lot of these services, you can't use your account properly yeah. because there's all They're this other stuff choosing it yeah, um, going on. So, I mean, what's the point in that? So, yeah, you have complete con creative control and you could do all the fun bits, really. Yeah. <laughs> you can do all the nice to do bits um, where we're kind of busy in the background um, helping it grow. And um, by using things like stories, I mean, something like 58% of people show an interest in a brand after engaging with a story, 50% will click through um, and have bought something through brand stories and 86% watch the whole thing. Wow. Which I think is huge as well. Um, yeah, it so, is. Yeah, 86% completion on a story means you've got that person's attention. It's taking up the whole screen and nothing yeah. else is popping up and you've got that person's attention. That makes so much sense when you, if you watch the big, Boys doing Instagram. Yeah, they'll be posting so many stories in a day, well, every day. Brunson, I told you, like 30, 40 stories a day. Yeah, but and when that's you just get in, that... like going to the gym or whatever, you know, it's yeah. not necessarily anything product related. No, <laughs> but but when you look at those engagement rates, I mean, to put those engagement rates into perspective, if you build, you you could be thinking, oh, I won't bother with Instagram. I'm just going to concentrate on SEO for my website. Yeah, yeah. It's like the average conversion rate so the average uh, amount of people that go from seeing your site to actually inquiring or actually taking any action on your website across all industries is two percent so you get 100 people land on your website today two of them might will take some kind of action on your website whereas that is completely different right yeah. it's a massively higher uh, percentage of engagement and yeah. And it doesn't need to be you, you know, if you've got, uh, I was chatting with somebody yesterday who's um, been kind of delving into the world of Instagram reels and um, and he, he's just been posting some various bits and pieces and he was sharing how 
like which was more successful like types of posts that he's been right. doing and he's like oh when i did this it was i got this engaged and he got something like 1500 views but he's only got 300 followers so what's that five times yeah, yeah. the the engagement for beyond his followers which is insane yeah, is. um but he was saying um i mean and this might not be for you at all but when he brings his kids in and, and they're all just larking about and doing silly things his engagement just soars oh, really? because people are like watching him and his kids playing around yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it might not be that you want to do it but you might have a member of staff or or a friend or family member that that loves the medium and will help you and do it for you well we saw that in a, a business that um we were advising where um the the owner of that business hated being on camera but one of his team had no issues being on camera yeah. and he was constantly doing so he just basically said look here's our account i want you just to keep creating content every day yeah and they were basically selling things like paddle boards and, oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff remember and um and so every day this guy would be just doing content yeah. he'd be like this is a paddle board we got today and he'd be yeah. walking around and he just post it to instagram but the owner it took him ages before he got in front of the camera, yeah, didn't yeah. it? But when he started seeing that, oh, people are engaging with it and yeah. happy with it and I need to get over myself and just get in front. Yeah. But yeah, it's... But again, that was video. Yes. It wasn't just photos. And I think people hide behind writing and photos. Yeah. They try and create the perfect, like, mm -hmm. pose and everything else. And Well, it's, it's also where user-generated content comes in. Because yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on that as well. But that particular example, the paddleboarding company, mm. I saw a really successful campaign that they did where they were inviting people, send us you using your paddleboard, yes. obviously when people were allowed out and about more. Um, and uh, I can't remember what the, the thing was, but it was some kind of prize yeah. that, you know, for every video sent in, they went into a, a hat and they they won some kit or whatever it was. But their feed was just all people all over the world yeah. using their equipment. We should say, it's Fat Stick is the name yes. of the paddleboard yeah. company. And um, it's run by people that are just absolutely passionate yes. about water sports and paddleboarding and yeah, kayaking yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Great, you should check them out. Check out their social media Not pages. Sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, fantastic people. But so, um, just coming back to some of the stats, ninety percent of people on Instagram do follow a business, mm. um, and they spend thirty minutes a day on the platform. Wow. Uh, the average average user. So, you know, if you can get a little bit of that person's time, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a very kind of captivating way to. Well, it goes into that whole thing of how many messages do you get out there? How yeah. many messages do people receive every day? Those 11,000 <laughs> marketing messages that each of us receive every yeah. day and all this kind of stuff. And to add more perspective to it as well, if, you, if you're if you not using social media platforms like Instagram to get eyes on your stuff, you've then got to pay for it through things like Google or magazine advertising or television advertising mm. or whatever it is. And to give you an indication as to what you can spend on things like Google advertising, just for somebody to see your ad and then think, oh, that sounds interesting and click on it, that can cost you, might be a few pence per click, but it often is pounds or dollars or whatever per click. Yeah. So very quickly, that becomes a very expensive avenue. Whereas if you take the same, 
if you take a piece of engaging content and put it on Instagram, outside of your time, there's no money involved. There's no exchange yeah. of money. So, But also, even if you pay for Instagram ads... Oh, if you're boosting posts well, or not, doing ads. Not even that, but if you've got an Instagram ad strategy, you know, if you, you're doing it on Google AdWords, yes, there's targeting and everything, but you're just kind of talking to anyone. Whereas in Instagram, you can do the same thing. You can target to whoever you want, but you can also target just to your followers. Yes, yeah. So you can make sure, even though the engagement is generally low just like facebook because that's the way the algorithm works you can post directly to your followers make sure they see it and then get clever with it don't have an obvious picture with writing you know 20 percent off obvious advert Mm. you know get clever with it build some kind of video advert or story or whatever it is that people don't realize they're watching an advert and they engage with you and you should absolutely if you're thinking about facebook ads or um Instagram ads, they should definitely be video led. Mm. Um, because the, I mean, we saw one earlier today, Bosa candles. Mm. You, you were showing me where they, they they sell candles and they just had a little video of them opening the box. Yeah. And it was all nicely displayed, and it's just the view is just looking down at the box and the hands opening it and all this kind of stuff. That's way more compelling and suits those platforms way better than a. As you say, like a picture saying twenty percent off or yeah, yeah. or whatever, or like my new thing or whatever it is. The video, you want people spending time watching what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely the way to go for for small businesses. And and so if you're product based, like like you just mentioned, Bosa or Fatstick or or whoever, it's it's very easy to to kind of click through on the shopping side. But if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm not product. I'm a I'm a coach or I'm, I don't know, trying to think of something else now that's service related yeah. rather than rather than product. That's your chance to really show you. Mm. And we've spoken so much in um, many of our podcast episodes about how important you is um, mm. to your customers. And if you are a service based, it's even more so. Um, and, and Instagram is where people can really see who you are. And it's why a lot of um, quite big Instagram accounts, like I follow the Happy Newspaper, which I really like, mm. as it sounds, it's all about happy news. But she's now got her own account, which is right. also huge because people want to see who that is, yeah. you know. And um, and that's what a lot of uh, big Instagram accounts uh, of a business will often have the founder's Instagram account, just as big, if not bigger, because people really want to know who that person is and see a little bit of your life and 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 get to know you. So it's it's a, an amazing platform where you can really um, engage on a one to one level with people and, and find out more about your customers and talk to them in messages and, and all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see, I mean, you say about coaches. Um, I know a number of coaches that have created books, mm-hmm. right? Because that was what well, it still is. It's a marketing strategy fundamentally to raise credibility and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So they write a book, get it published and everything else. And it just adds a lot of value to what they represent, right? And again, the credibility piece. And then what they'll often do, and I've, I've, I've seen several of them, all they do is publish the cover of the book or they're, their social media pages are dedicated to the maybe the book or them, but it's just pictures yeah. of the book or or, or little statements of the, the book. book. Yeah. I've seen and that a lot. Yeah, and it's like that would be way more engaging if it was you talking about the book. Yeah. and one of the people that I really I think who absolutely nails it when it comes to things like that is Ryan Holiday, mm-hmm. who wrote The Obstacle Is the Way. If you look for him um on on instagram or facebook or whatever i think instagram mainly what you'll find is he all his 
all his feed is him talking to camera mm-hmm. and or interviewing people, but it centers around topics about the books yeah. he's written. And there's so much like I'm actively interested in his feed. Yeah, yeah. And I follow these other guys, but when their post comes up, I'm like, oh, it's another picture of their book again. Yeah, yeah. And I just carry on scrolling. Yeah. I don't even read what they're talking yeah. about because it's like, yeah, I've seen that picture of the book a hundred times already. Yeah, because you want to know more. And, and it goes the same for product brands and stuff as well. You know, I, I follow um, uh, Jessica Alba's stuff because um, uh, her account um, because she's got the Honest brand, which right. is all about... Um, she's the actress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but she's much more of an entrepreneur. She doesn't... I don't, Oh, she does still act, yeah, but uh, she doesn't do that as much now. It's much more about her company, which is the right. Honest brand, which is all about um, eco-friendly products. Right. But you know, she'll often—I mean, her her Instagram is you know constantly posting. But she'll talk about the products, or she'll use them on herself, or yeah. her kids, or whatever it is. And and you're getting to see that kind of personal side, but it's still talking about the products. Yes. Um, but you're, you're just so much more depth. Same with things like um, Neil's Yard. I follow their account, and yeah. it's just under, it's just so much more depth than that you can get with just a picture. I and mean, pictures are important as well. But yeah, yeah, you should definitely have a mix. Yeah. But it's in, in our view, video led is is way more powerful. Yeah. Um, and some of the biggest accounts on the planet, if you actually look at them, in most cases, they're predominantly video led. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris. Well, a lot of stars and that will be video-led anyway. But, yeah, it's, it's massively important. I think that... I mean, we're falling back in love again with Instagram yeah. and all of that for what it does for business and profile mm-hmm. and everything else. And it's nice for it to come back because I don't think there is a good enough alternative. I know people are talking about TikTok. Yeah. But from my experience that I've seen in this very short time so far, and I'll keep pursuing it, it's it's just not on the same level. No. It might you might get a lot of eyes, but it's like, well, what's the quality of yeah. that that exposure? Is it actually delivering value to your business or to your profile, or is it just a case of, well, yeah, a lot of people seeing it, but nobody's taking any action and whatnot. Yeah, and the cross promotion, I think, because Instagram is owned by Facebook. Um, you know the fact that you can you can quite easily cross between the two. So if you post mm. something on Instagram, you can push it through Very to Facebook easy, and yeah. vice versa. And it just makes that um, from a time perspective a, a bit easier to yeah. manage the the fact that you can grow on both fairly easily without having to spend ages on this one and then ages on that one. Yeah, <laughs> and just have in mind all the time it's a story. You're telling a story, and you've mentioned Jessica Alba, and you might be thinking, oh well, it's all right for Jessica Alba because she's Jessica Alba. She's not exactly pug ugly. She could do as much. <laughs> She, I don't think she could take a bad picture, <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> but, but that's not the point, right? No. You have a story. Everybody has their own story. And people and your audience will resonate with that story and be interested in you. Yeah. Just Your audience might not be Jessica Alba's audience, but it'll be your audience. Yeah, and yeah. I, think the, um, I think that gets lost a lot of the time. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we have to hit these. Like, because we follow certain people, we've got to do that thing. It's like when you see... Um, on Instagram when you see people do this weird thing with the tiling on their pictures and uh, anybody that uses Instagram a lot already will probably have seen it themselves where suddenly there's these pictures and they don't make any sense it's like all red with part of a head in the bottom corner or something you say why have you posted that and then when you click on their story uh, sorry click on their actual whole page you see that oh it's eight tiles in a picture I think this. I don't buy into that. That's I don't the... anymore. I, we 
we did that a little bit in Smiley Booth because obviously Smiley Booth is photo led. Yeah. So we, we thought, you know, it was a strategy it was a few at the years time, ago wasn't now, it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. But as you say, the moment you put another one in, it all goes out of sync on the on the grid. Yeah, you anyway. have to time it right. Yeah. But yeah, but the moment yeah, the moment you put it, the next one on, even if it's you know months later, it, it knocks the grid out. But well, literally, only it's only right one in four days. Yeah, that's what so, I mean. You have to post like four at a time to keep yeah, it right. Yeah. But I I don't think that. Um, I mean, I might be wrong on this. This isn't a stat. This is just my personal opinion that I don't think people use that the grid that much anymore. Were they using? I saw story? it only the other day. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, but uh, sorry, let's qualify that. You don't think most people use that anymore? So there'll still be some. Yeah, but but, uh, but I don't mean as in that strategy. I mean as in watching the grid. If you see what yes, I mean. because so, yeah. I just I just flick. Yeah. And I, even if I click on somebody that I like and then go to their profile because I'm like, oh I haven't seen them for a while. I wonder what they're yeah. doing. I'll still flick through there. Yeah, you never I look at the whole thing. No, the whole exactly. Thing. Yeah, I very yeah. rarely look at that. I'm either looking at their individual posts or their stories or their reels or even their IGTV. Yeah, you're right. So, I, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I, yeah, I don't really see... I don't think people do see the grid that much anymore. No. That still doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a cohesive theme. Mm. Um, you know, lots of Instagram... Um, tutors and strategists out there will tell you that you need to have a, a theme and that and that's true from the point of view that all your marketing should have a cohesive nature to it because people start to recognize you as the the colors and the fonts and the things that you Agreed, use yeah. um so yeah don't don't be like completely random but yeah creating certain things to look pretty on the grid i don't think it's a waste of your time yeah yeah because people just yeah they don't consume the media that way no. and um is focusing on the wrong thing, which is very easily easy to do on social media strategies, yeah. right? And again, I mean, something like that can't be measured. You yes. know, it goes back to your, the measuring that we've talked about and style and everything, because as you say, that big picture that you post, if it's one of three, looks awful on its own. So people are just scooped by it. Yeah, and I think it, I think it detracts from the value creation of your next post, because yeah. you have to then go, oh, I've got to create three posts today yeah. to make sure that that grid stays in the same place, which is just... You want to have time to do that, so you end up rushing it or whatever it is, yeah. and that's not why. It's not why you should be doing social media. Yeah, and again, it's it's not real. Yeah, you know, people, it, it's not that authentic. You know, it's it's too crafted. And... Well, and it's that uh, goes back to we did an episode the other day of perfectionism mm. and how uh, how you definitely should not be a perfectionist. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's making everything look just so and yeah. all this kind of stuff, and it's like. Oh, get over yourself. Just tell the story about yeah. you and the journey you're going on with the business and how you can help people and add value. Do that. And engage. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, when you look at the biggest players on the planet, that's all they do. And sometimes it's a bit broken. It's a bit ropey. It's a bit kind of, they don't say things perfectly well or the lighting's a bit pants, but it's another piece of content they put out there to add value to the world. Yeah. That's, that's all that matters. Yeah, 100%. Here we go. So... Do use Instagram. Um, hit us up with any questions that you might have on it on the blog. The blogcast. I said it again. Blogcast. What the hell's a blogcast? <laughs> I did that the other day, didn't I? Yeah. The podcast or on the Smiling Entrepreneurs website where you can just contact us uh, directly um, or on Instagram now. Or oh, yeah, is, uh, check out the Smiling. Uh, yeah, Smiling Entrepreneurs. <laughs> I was getting confused between Smiley Booth, our basically company, <laughs> and Smiling Entrepreneurs. Check out Smiling Entrepreneurs podcast on Instagram. And but check out the Facebook page as well. On the Facebook page, there's a Facebook group where we're going to start building that group. And so go to the Facebook page, have a look at Smiling Entrepreneurs on there. We post a lot of content on there, and in the group, we answer questions and share. 
other pieces of content that we don't necessarily have time to do on things like these podcast episodes. Cool. We will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you.